I feel like we're in like an enclosed space, and then I look around and Being we're not in a basement. <laughs> <laughs> I think no, we might no, be. no, no, like like in a little box or something, you know, like in a. But I mind. can see you. I know. <laughs> it's weird. Like you're whispering in my ear, but you're over there. But then you don't get the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> all right hello everyone and welcome to enter the critic where we talk about movies both in theaters and on netflix i am your host chris clump and with me as always i'm matt Schaefer, and i'm confused <laughs> in all seriousness um chris is actually unable to record as well as matt as they are both down in ocean city maryland for the man week with their buddies mm-hmm. So I am the sad soul that actually agreed to marry Chris. <laughs> We've heard rumors about you. <laughs> she does exist. <laughs> yeah, we thought he was making you up, to be honest. So my name is Melissa, and I will be hosting along with the lovely Heather, who has Hello. joined me. And as always, Parker is still here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hard to get rid of that one. (laughs) So uh, this week is actually going to be set up a little differently as well as the next episode, which will not be recorded with Chris and Matt as well. Um, We are going to be not doing a theatrical release this time. Uh, Chris said, pick any two movies and you can do those. So this week we are actually going to be doing a legitimate review of J.J. Abrams' Star Trek Into Darkness. What was wrong with my review of the Star Trek? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> Let me think about that one. <laughs> so, um, both both Heather and I are huge Star Trek fans. Yeah. <laughs> so you will give it the attention that it deserves. Yes. When we made our podcast, we gave Star Trek the podcast it needed. You're going to give it the, <laughs> the podcast it that it deserves. <laughs> Yes. And then afterwards, we shall live long and prosper. All right. Amen. Good. All right. So up first, uh, we're going to do some news. So I got some news here for you. Uh, yeah. First of all, since it's a Star Trek episode, J.J. Abrams Star Trek episode, J.J. Uh, Abrams in an interview apologized because he's addicted to lens flares. <laughs> Yes. Oh, he, gosh. The first step <laughs> is admitting you have a problem. <laughs> he said he, he got a lot of grief oh, for those goodness. films, but I'll tell you, there are times when I'm working on a shot, I think, oh, this would be so cool with a lens flare, but I know it's too much, and I apologize. Is that every so, shot? <laughs> he said, I'm so aware of it now. I was showing my wife an early cut of Star Trek Into Darkness, and there was this one scene where she was literally like, I just can't see what's going on. <laughs> I don't understand what that is. And I was like, yeah, I went too nuts on this. <laughs> like, I'm all for a good lens flare. Yeah, <laughs> but it has to be well placed yeah. and meaningful. And it has to not be in every single <laughs> shot. Well, the thing about J.J. Abrams is he actually puts in, in some shots, he puts in um, practical lens flares, not just like CG lens flares. He right. has yeah. actual lens flares he does on the set. Well, so he actually... 
said, this is how stupid I was. I actually <laughs> had to use ILM, the industrial light and magic, to remove lens flares in a couple of shots. <laughs> <laughs> and he does say, just as you mentioned, that admitting is the first step to recovery. So I feel like when I watch that movie, I gotta like shield my eyes from the sun. I'm like, where's, where's my visor? Where's my sunglasses? So yeah, so that's uh, that's good to know. So that we know that the Star Wars film won't be ruined with it. You know, I don't care if the Star Trek movie gets ruined because I, you know, that's fine. <laughs> Star Wars get out. Just leave. We can do this on our own. <laughs> We can find news articles on the internet all by <laughs> ourselves, okay? Mm. That's very true. That's yes. Very true. <laughs> okay. Up next, uh, we have um, the news broke a few weeks ago that they will be making another Harry Potter movie based in the world. Um, but of seventy a, years before. Yes, yeah, seventy years before, based oh, on a book uh, that J.K. Rowling's. Nope. R- yeah, she wrote a. Did not know book, this. Uh, I'm a nerd. (laughs) I keep up on these things. (laughs) She wrote two books for the Comic Relief, which is that UK fund where they raise money for comics, AIDS, or (laughs) if it's just general. It is some awful thing out in the world that needs help. needs help. And and so they raise money for it every year in the UK. And she wrote two books that you know she's you know made them for free, and all the monies went to. Wait, when when did she write these books? Um, some years ago, like at. 1902. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was after the series ended. It might have been okay. during the series, okay. but it was it was towards the end of the series. And she just oh. what the idea was. It was two books that were contained in the Harry Potter universe. One of them being one of their textbooks, and one of them being a book that they would have gotten out of the library. So the one was mm. Fantastical Beasts and yeah. Where to Find Them, which is Ooh. what the, bo- the movie is going to be. I based saw on. that's what <gasps> the movie is going to be about. Yeah, that sounds cool. It's basically it takes place seventy years before. And it's the universe, but you don't have the whole Harry Potter thing. Right. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. But anyway, they're also talking about adapting the other book that she made, which was Quidditch Through the Ages. Ooh. So it seems like there's talk of, of doing exciting. a spin about so that. So basically right. a Harry Potter sports movie. Right. <laughs> so I Some don't know guy <laughs> falls off his broom, <laughs> breaks his leg. But he has to through. struggle to get back. Because he's the underdog. He yeah. is the and underdog. He pulls through in the, he's the just very like, end. He's just a beater or something like that. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's not someone no, cool. Not. But then like, he gets the girl. But of he's course. Not like, and the credits roll and it's great. As we know from Harry Potter and the Methods of Rationality, which is a great <laughs> fan fiction that everyone should read, that oh God. The, the, the game of Quidditch was clearly created just so that you can have one position be the most important person so that <laughs> then you can cast your main character in that position. Because, and his because main rival. Because catching the snitch is worth 150 points, which negates any of the work that your entire team does well, for the yeah. entire One game. of my questions I always had was, does that, like, say you score right. 170 hoops right. before the golden snitch is caught by the, the other team. And if the other team scored nothing, you would win because you'd have 170 to 150. But the idea that the game would go that long and you would have 170 points and they would have zero, you would have to have a 160-point lead in order to maintain a victory with the snitch being caught by the other team. Which the is doctor could do it. Near <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. true. So that is true. <laughs> I didn't consider the Doctor Who in the Harry Potter universe. Oh. That would change things. You're just thinking wrong, partner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know there's a lot of actors that, that 
melt between those two worlds. Well, but David I didn't know Tennant the was in um, yeah. the fifth right. movie. I didn't know that the actual worlds melted together. I just thought that <laughs> when they're in that that prison scene <laughs> yeah. in that old fashioned suit. Mm. <laughs> anyway, so th- this is something that we don't really get to discuss as much. We d- we definitely do. You have touch any man crushes? Yeah, we definitely touch upon. You know, like a- who the, who the guys th- we yeah, know exactly. Yeah. We never talk about the attractive males. Oh so. well, this get is gonna prepared. Be good. Right, get this ready. is gonna be great. I'm glad we're yeah. gonna hit, we're gonna hit a new target open. audience. Basically, <laughs> as a boy, I don't know if you understand this, but if you are a tall, lanky, dark-haired British actor who isn't disgusting looking, mm. you got it made. You got yeah. it made. Mm. Okay. It's the accent yeah. and mm. the acting ability makes you a million times better looking. Yeah, I mean, and they're yeah. already good looking. Oh yeah, right. so it's like, ooh, you're good looking. Ooh, you act and you're British. <laughs> That's true. Well, they probably don't even really need to be good at acting because they just have a British accent. And they're yeah, awesome. but for some so reason, as long as they all act amazing. as like themselves, they are. How are they, they all amazing? Really are. Is there something in the water? Maybe. Could be. I need to go to England. Hey, let's go. <laughs> Maybe I'll grow about six inches. Drop, you know, fifty pounds. Yeah. Well, uh, well, let's let's like. I'll be like a, a supermodel. We'll just go out there and then pick them all up, and be like, "Hey, hey guys, hey girl, hi." Uh, do you think that British people love Americans as much as Americans love British? I know that our British office at work adores me because I'm awesome. Yeah, you are. Yeah, get it, get it, girl. Well, I'm I'm a coder, and they don't have a coder over there, so they're like, "Can you make this thing work when I click it?" And I'm like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they like they call you up with their little British accents. Yeah, the one, the one guy is always like, "Can I give you a ring?" And he calls me. He tells me I'm brilliant, and he told me I'm a star. Oh, and I'm like, "Those are the most quintessential cliche British phrases ever." <laughs> the only thing that hasn't happened that mm-hmm. I wish had is one of these days I want him to be like, "I have to get off the phone. It's time for tea." <laughs> 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 That'd be so great. Oh I my know. word. Oh my word. <laughs> that that's like my goal. <laughs> yeah. Just just talk to him long enough. Sorry, what were we talking about? <laughs> the, the doctor's gonna win at Quidditch. Right, the doctor's <laughs> gonna win it. It would could could uh, could for somehow stay ahead enough to not lose when the other team caught the snitch. I mean, yeah. So anyway, that that <laughs> we didn't get off track at all. No. I'm much less <laughs> excited about a Quidditch movie. As I, I am about a magical, magical creature beach. movie. The, yeah, that sounds magical awesome. Beach. Magical yeah, magical beach. <laughs> magical beach party. I would rather a magical beach bingo party like in the fifties, but in the Harry Potter world. That like, would be maybe, awesome. Like, 50s and Harry they, Potter they'd be like twisted in like the bikinis with the real high shorts. <laughs> yeah. But then with magic in there, that'd be cool too. What? But they'd be like I'd like that better surfing. than a Quidditch movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. Come on. Who cares? It's a made up <laughs> they, sport. They could like no throw the beach ball but not actually touch it. Whoa. They'd be like, like they, no, they'd <laughs> use their little wands and just like, to <laughs> do. Yes. All right. Anyways. So next news item. <laughs> I'll just muscle through this. Uh, You're welcome. <laughs> so the uh, director duo that made Little Miss Sunshine, if you guys are familiar with that movie, mm-hmm. has signed on to uh, a, an adaptation of a book called uh, the book I'm Proud of You which is Tom Madigan's memoir of a life-changing meeting with Mr. Rogers. So there will be, uh, this guy was, um, Tom Madigan was a struggling husband and father, and he met Mr. Rogers, and his whole life changed after that. He wrote a memoir about it, 
and they are adapting it into a movie. I feel like there are a lot of life-changing people in the world that, like, you sat down with them, you'd be like, yeah, great. But, I mean, Mr. Rogers is great. I love Mr. Rogers. I don't know if he would change my life. What? (laughs) Get out. See, I feel like I'm one of those people that would sit down with, like, one of these amazing, fantastic great minds and like everything about them is so fantastic they open up their mouths and say one thing and everyone else is like (gasps) and i'd be like hi (laughs) do you do you like star trek that'd be so great i like shoes I don't. I, I don't think in these meetings that the person <laughs> has to say anything of a profoundness. You just, well, have, to, you just have to be I, able to I be quiet turn, and listen. I would turn into <laughs> Steve Carell and Anchorman. <laughs> probably. I mean, it'd probably be very intimidating to meet anybody of of importance, especially somebody that you like grew up with. I uh, yeah. I met uh, Adrian from Rocky. That's she's super important. Mm. Everybody grew up watching Rocky. <laughs> I, I, ca- I, I uh, well, I worked. I did a sh- street team stuff mm. and like started the official street team for a band that her son was in. Mm. So like, I actually got to just hang out with her for a while on a sidewalk in L.A. Whoa, it's exciting. That is exciting. Did she say anything profound to change your life? Um, I don't know about that, but she said that. All the fame and all that stuff didn't matter, but her mm. kids did. Well, which was kind of cool. That's yeah, easy that's, to say when you're profound. not really that famous. I mean, that's just. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I hate, I hate to break it to the the actress who played Adrian, that because that's how we refer Adrian! to her. <laughs> Talia Shire. The, the, the thing that we know the most about her is something somebody else yelled. <laughs> Like it's not even a, not even one of her yeah, lines. Yeah, but we it was a very sweet thing to say. Yeah, no, that, I, I agree. That's yep. nice. I mean, um, what else are you gonna say though? Fame was better. Oh, <laughs> like if you're like, you could be like, like, hey, go over there and score me some crack. I mean, <laughs> which I I think would have been a different sort of life changing. <laughs> I was scarred for life when a celebrity asked me to do a drug deal. Get <laughs> crack for her. Me. Me. <laughs> Okay, and then the last bit of news before we move into trailers. I don't know, but from here, in the background of that picture, it looks like Joss Whedon is sitting with a Dalek. It is sort of Dalek-y, but I think it's just a light oh, for, oh, for on set. That's disappointing. But, uh, Screw that. Joss Whedon is you know, preparing for Age of Ultron, the Avengers sequel, <laughs> and he's been working with that, and also he obviously worked on that Shakespeare movie in, in between. Much do about nothing. Much do about nothing. And so he he had just said... That it's very important that we start creating new content again. Mm. We can only build on nostalgia so much before we have nothing left to build on. Before we're rebooting Spider-Man again. It's dangerous to culture and it's boring to me. I squeezed in between my Avengers movies a 400-year-old play. So I really need to create some new worlds. So he's going to be doing some original content after this movie. Sounds like. So we might get another Firefly. We might get another Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Doctor Horrible. We might get a Doctor Horrible. We might get something something of that quality, a world, a whole new thing. That is fantastic. So I still, every time I do laundry, have to sing Laundry Day. Yes. Laundry Day. See you there. Not gonna sing with you. Tumbling. You can look at me all you want. Wanna say not singing with you. Love your hair. <laughs> Here I go. Mumbling. <laughs> she couldn't resist. You, you drew her in. <laughs> and I'm done. 
Okay, so that was the that's the that's the exciting new news from Joss Whedon. So we'll can I pee myself new, now? Yeah, we'll expect some new content. It's exciting enough that I might have to pee my pants, but not so exciting that <laughs> I can do it involuntarily. You'd have to force it. You'd have to force it. Just so that you could say you did it. Like, yeah. Parker, may I ruin your chair? <laughs> not that chair. <laughs> I feel like these chairs are important. You just sit on a different chair and then, then <laughs> sit back down on that chair. That's fine. <laughs> That'll work. <laughs> so. All right. We also checked out some trailers. So the first trailer or teaser we saw uh was for and it, it is for it's just a short film but i i figure it needed to be on this episode so that's why i'm i'm crowbarring it in here uh yes we so. did not mention that this is the benedict cumberbatch episode benedict yes so cumberbatch. it's all things benedict cumberbatch so mm. the first it's short teaser can for we the tie in eggs benedict as well <laughs> good absolutely <laughs> do you guys like eggs benedict uh, not uh, as much as I like really good. Benedict. If you had I, I, wasn't there a Pope Benedict? There was. Oh. Yeah, recently, <laughs> what else the, is the, there? the Pope that stepped down was Pope yeah. Benedict. Yes. So what other Benedicts are there? I don't know, but he just has the coolest name. It is very... And I feel like... Although Cumberbatch, I feel, is a little weird. Benedict Cumberbatch. It's fun to say really quickly. But it's definitely yeah. British. So we, it's we, very British. We're, it's never, just, we're not questioning whether he's British. That's the kind British. of nickname... The kind of last name that gets you made fun of in, like, third grade. I bet they're not laughing now. I know. <laughs> They're probably like, oh, I pushed that kid in the mud. Crap. Oh, sugar. If I was nice to him, I could have asked for money. His full name is Benedict Timothy Carlton. Oh. He changed Cumberbatch. his name to Cumberbatch? No, no. It's, I mean, oh. well, that's what it's listed. I mean, he may have changed it for many uh, well, no, of things. Uh, those crazy British usually have like four or five names. Yeah, so, it, it mean, the, his, Tim- Cumberbatch is what? definitely his last name because that's his yeah. parents' last name. Timothy but. Carlton yeah. Cumberbatch. I know uh, David Tennant had to change his last name because the list of actor people things already had a David whatever his real last name is. Oh, wow. Well. Oh, actually, Cumberbatch is actually his great-grandfather's last name. His parents' name are Timothy Carlton and Wanda uh, Ventham. But it was in the family. Right, so mm. well, at least it was in the family. And he was a decorated submarine officer of both world wars. Ooh. Well, done. I almost went toot toot like a boat, <laughs> and then <laughs> I was like, "Wait!" All right, so Benedict Cumberbatch is going to be in a short film called Little Favor. So we watched the trailer for that. Um, this summary is not very good. So where he it. got beaten <clears throat> to a pulp. Yeah, it was over too quickly. I want to watch it again. Yeah. It's a it's a well, teaser, so it's top. only it's a short <laughs> thing, but. Uh, Basically, mm. the director, um, Patrick Victor Monroe, who I guess is somebody that has worked on, or maybe he just is good friends with him, because he had mentioned something about helping Benedict prepare he was, for I, Star Trek. Oh, so I don't yeah. know if it's just like a friend of his that helped him prepare. But whatever, for whatever reason, they're friends, and so uh, Patrick Victor Monroe has raised the monies with Indiegogo, which is like a Kickstarter for this short film and Benedict Cumberbatch is and some of the other actors are doing everything for free so that's a and nice some of the other crew I think he said and some of the crew as wow. well so, so it's they want to make they yeah. want they want this film to be made so they're they're working for free so that's always exciting when you see somebody doing something for the sake of art mm-hmm. rather than a paycheck and and also for a friend you know yep. just really being like hey dude i love you we're gonna make something. Beautiful. I'll work for free. Yeah. Hey, I do that. Yeah, I did that for you, you and did. Sarah. 
Ice soaps. We're buddies. She does. Yeah, you might not know that uh, the 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 current host of this day is actually a famous costume <laughs> designer. I don't know about famous. Yeah, but you're famous. Yeah. People. You, you you there's probably you probably have more of an internet presence than this podcast. So therefore you are famous. <laughs> I, as think, I think to I this have podcast. about eighty five fans. Yeah, oh, so that you beat us. So oh, but yeah, I do have uh, quite a few connections in the cosplay world. Mm. Uh, photographers, uh, videographers, and other people. So uh, other agrographers. Yeah. <laughs> Just also graphers. Topographers. Yeah, <laughs> topographers. Um, <laughs> yeah. Nice. They make maps of the uh, hall floor. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah. yes, this this movie Little Favor is uh, about. Um, Somebody who, uh, ex-military person, suffering from PTSD, and gets asked a quote-unquote little favor, the title of the film, uh, by a Spelled former... O-U-R, as yes, a good British film should be. <laughs> because uh, asked for a little favor by the person that saved his life during his military ah. time. So, obviously, he can't say no, but probably it's something that he should say no to. Yeah. And See, I didn't get that from the teaser because all I saw was him kneeling in the dark, <laughs> dripping in blood. Getting, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> and the tank top. So... Yeah, wife beater. So mm. a nice tight tank top showing off the arms. Even better. And, <laughs> and that little hollow in the neck. Yeah. Yeah, he's got, he's got nice... Everything nice neck hollows. <laughs> He's got some nice <laughs> neck hollows. Parker even noticed there. it. Yeah, mm. Parker's probably sitting there like, ooh, I can build an ice cube in there. Oh, one of these days we're gonna try that. <laughs> Put an ice cube in somebody's neck hollow and be like, okay. I mean, they have to just <laughs> wait until it melts. <laughs> so I have no idea where that. Came from. <laughs> So uh, the other Benedict Cumberbatch trailer we watched, even though he's in it for like all of one second, <laughs> and, he's a and he's not over. even in it. <laughs> it's a voiceover. Okay. But the new the new trailer for the Hobbit: Desolation of Smaug. <laughs> Very exciting. This is the one that I, focuses oh, on the. <laughs> I have been reduced to gibberish. <laughs> <laughs> this is the this this. Of the trilogy, I'm imagining this will focus on uh, them meeting Bjorn, the guy that turns into a bear. It'll also have the. It might have something to do with smog as well. A little bit, a little (laughs) bit about that, but not much. I don't think. Uh, I I think they. I think they probably. I imagine that that it will be right up until the point where they kill him, and that's where they'll end it. And then the 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 final movie will. Have you never read the Hobbit? Okay, don't hate me. I never read the book. Okay, so well, I should have said spoiler alert. Oh no, I don't care. It's really old. Well, it's kind of your fault because they can change things when they make things in the movie. Yeah, definitely not changing that. Um, smog actually he uh he lives long. Uh, they become best friends. But no, because like, yeah, and then he lets Gandalf braid it. Yeah, in, in my brain, no. there's the dragon, right. and then the logical plot course would be them like killing it, and that's like the right. climatic ending. Right. Oh no, yeah, that's not the ending of the. How story. is the? But that's the whole point. So of I, I won't reveal well, to you what the third movie might be. Then we'll just discuss yeah. what's going to be in this movie. Okay. Which yeah. I believe to be, I think that they won't kill Smog in this in this yeah. one. Mm. But they'll probably kill him early in the next one, okay. I think. Because there's too much other stuff to do. Yeah, and they're also including the appendices 
in yeah, and some other extra stuff. All, so you never know. We like all the stuff with. Yes, they're including that internal <laughs> organ you don't actually need anymore. Yeah, yeah, they're including a whole bunch of scenes that aren't n- integral to the film. They might, they might even put a spleen in there. But <laughs> because, <laughs> like, I'm I'm feeling like from that trailer, I think that they're gonna show the dragon. It's gonna be like ah, and that's just gonna end. With them revealing well, this desolation dragon. is not really a happy yeah. term, right? Yeah, that's true. And there and was some explosions. Yeah, there's mm. also a lot more to the story. Okay, I wonder what it's like <laughs> for Benedict and Martin, the Bilbo, working with each other because they're right. Sherlock. Right, that's a good and point. I didn't. Now think he's of that. like, hey, well, uh, but you don't know is it's actually Sherlock. And Watson, yeah, in disguise, and that's what the third movie's uh, about. You know what? It all makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and so, then yeah. what happens is you find out they're on the holodeck. Here's the thing: I don't know why you're giving me grief about our bad episode about <laughs> Star Trek when we are completely going off every tangent about these movies. Sorry, <laughs> no, it's fine. Sorry. But I just don't feel like I should be getting now any grief. You- now you know what Chris has to live with every day of his life. There you go. No, that's good. He I, has been sentenced to the ultimate torture. <laughs> I'm just along for the ride. I'm, I am glad that we're going off on tangents, but then I don't feel like I should be yelled at that's what for going for. off on the Star Trek tangents. Yeah, but the thing is, when we actually eventually do get to the movie. <laughs> oh, oh, the tangents. I'm, I'm a Star Trekker. I'm yeah. So we'll, well, be, I'm we'll just be in a, for real. I'm just a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> you give me something with sci-fi, hand me a bottle of beer, and I'm like, I'm not moving from this spot. <laughs> yes, that's good. So yeah, so I think we're gonna see the elves, that whole story. So there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff about the forest elves and like yeah, hmm. like they have a bunch of stuff about Merkwood apparently. They they go into a lot more about the hatred between the elves and the dwarves as is mm. kind of referenced in the Lord of the Rings movies, yeah. in that they yeah. just go, I'm not supposed to like you, you're an elf. And then Elf's like, oh, mm. let's just be friends, you know? Yeah, like, they, like they reference just don't that. tell the elf. Yeah. I had somebody tell me that Legolas is not actually in the book. Right, is no, that true? He, I mean, you could you could argue that he is. The book, well, the book was written the, before the Lord of the Rings books. Yeah. So there's mm. a whole lot of elves, and they reference like mm. elves running through the trees and shooting arrows at them. So one of them could have been like, let's okay. for all, for all oh, anybody okay. knows. Well, and he is the that's where he's from. So and that's where he would probably be so. like the commander of the army. Right. And you know. those are the trailers. <laughs> okay. Woo. And uh, now we, get we to powered talk through that. <laughs> yeah, we made it. We made it to the end of that. I'm sorry. So no, that's fine. And now we may begin talking about. Benedict Carvatch? Uh, yes. <laughs> we, might get, we might continue talking about... <laughs> so we are going to be talking about Star Trek the motion picture? Yes. Correct? <laughs> Correct. Uh, the newest actually, one. Yeah. The other no, no, the motion the, picture is the first like, yeah, one. The first the one. one is called like, the Star one. Trek the motion oh. picture. Shatner and yeah, that McCoy, one, that uh, one. Yes. Leonard Nimoy and yeah, um, yeah that very first one Viger mm. it's good it's so yeah. good they're all good I mean yeah. Star Trek's well, like one of the best things ever oh wait yeah. I'm sorry um, I, 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 might, I must have had a stroke there <laughs> what I meant was <laughs> I'm gonna turn my mic off and let you guys talk about this you suck you're awful uh, well no um, basically I did talk to Chris um, about his thoughts on Star Trek and Darkness as well. Because the first time he saw it, he was kind of on the fence about it. He hmm. was kind of like, meh. But then he thought about it. And really, the biggest th- 
thing with the new J.J. Abrams in general, and especially this one, is fans of the original series have it in their head that that pace, that style, that's what Star Trek is. Mm. This is not a movie for a hardcore Trekkie. It's true. That said, it's a fantastic movie. Amazing. It, it is, you know... It's a sci-fi adventure, lots of action, lots of um, crazy things happening. Mm -hmm. um, for anyone who hasn't seen it, go see it. Um, we might spoil things, we might not, we don't know, because we have mm -hmm. no idea what we're doing. Yeah, that's true. Um, but about the movie, I really enjoy it because it's, um, as a Star Trek fan, you like it on a deeper level, because mm -hmm. you get things, and like certain references don't go over your head, but if you are not a Star Trek fan, you can still enjoy the movie for what it is yes and that's something that um and I also think he achieved it very nicely kind of on the same tone is it is a lot easier for the mass of you know the mass video mm. movie goers to digest yes. than star trek mm. you know mm -hmm. you have to you have to be a certain kind of someone mm. to you be like you know what? I'm going to buy all the seasons of TNG on Blu-ray and watch them one after another. <laughs> <laughs> then the type of person who's going to go to the theater, mm -hmm. pay their money, see this movie. And, you know, it's, it's, it's for different audiences. But I think even if you are a hardcore Trekkie, you can still enjoy these movies. Yeah, I, I agree. And um, I also, I really like with the first one how they diverged the timeline and now they're mm. sticking to it. Yes. So mm. that one's really nice. The and first one is very near and dear to my heart because definitely one of my first Star Trek encounters in modern time. Yeah, that made me really like mm -hmm. all of Star Trek and brought mm. me to where I am today. Well, I love the new universe. Mm. Like everything about it. Everything down to... I mean, and I'm sh it's a J.J. Abrams modern day production type of thing but everything down to their uniforms their every tiny little details in place gorgeous um, i know in the in the new one obviously being costume people um mm -hmm. i drooled but i love how they took the uniforms and made a more military feel mm. with mm -hmm. the seaming the tailoring the fit the structure whereas you know, you go back to the original series and they're basically wearing a long sleeve t-shirt. Yes, they are. <laughs> and now you have these, even their on-ship uniforms are got these, these little patterns. And yes, the, everything has uh, the little Starfleet pattern mm -hmm. in it. And it has the raglan seaming on the shoulders. It has a much more structured feel of some sort of agency or body that would have, you know, hundreds or thousands of members and people mm -hmm. and you know they're not going to be wearing t-shirts they're going to be wearing <laughs> legitimate uniforms. uniforms yeah and even like their spacesuits that have the clear little triangles that show the color of their yep. shirt underneath it mm -hmm. and the hospital gown had the starfleet thing punched yeah. into it oh. uh, all so the way down cool. to that and then the details of the ship and the set and the story like they brought in a freaking tribble i think <laughs> my absolute the best thing about those movies in my opinion is the casting and how a hundred percent dead on and brilliant these actors are in portraying you they know did a fantastic yeah job. and portraying their characters well, but still being in this new yes. universe it's amazing because mm. uh zach looks like a young yeah. Zachary Quinto is probably the most brilliant actor. Okay, maybe not the most brilliant actor, but I ad 
adore him. So and do you never I. see him in I've anything had, else except for I've had an obsession with him since Heroes. Oh my gosh, yeah. I have, don't even get me started on Zachary Quinto. Anybody okay. who knows me. Oh, uh, I showed you the puppy <laughs> video. Yes. The day I found out he was gay, I literally cried. I wailed every man I ever loved is gay and cried. It's not that surprising, but... Yes, it is. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, when you see him in street failure. clothes, either a gay man is dressing him or... Yeah, yeah, but I'll just ignore that and... Do it. Go for it. <laughs> Dreams do not need to be based in reality. Exactly. Um, but, but he's just the... Yeah. I, I nobody lo- else could play Spock as... I mean, besides Spock. Yeah. But well, I I think casting across the board was fantastic. Uh, Brilliant, Carl Urban. Oh my gosh, I love I I've actually he has been on my list since Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Rock and roll face. <laughs> that's that's who I referred to him. <laughs> Rock and roll face because he's got that face and he he's does. got the long hair in Lord yeah. of the Rings and he was just yeah. But you know <laughs> I've I've had my eye on him for ever since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love movies. I loved him in Dread. I loved him in um, Riddick. Uh, uh, you know, yep, Chronicles and the new one. For the two minutes he was in it, hey, um, it was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, he. I think he's just a phenomenal actor in general, and he's such a huge geek. Mm. So he, you say, hey. I have this really nerdy script. You want to read it? He'll be like, yes. Yes. (laughs) Give it to me. I've tried to decide. I'm not 100% sure if my favorite actors are because they're all in Star Trek. And then it just grew. And I'm like, I love them. Or if one day I was like, I like these people separately. Oh, my gosh. They're all in my favorite movie. I thought about that, Mm. where where it started in my life. But I just love them. Yeah. Well, see, I actually had... You know, I already was like, these guys are great. And then they all came together into... Can we talk about Simon Pegg, please? Oh my God, he's so (laughs) funny. I See, that's another one. I just love him. I've seen almost... I've made it my mission to see almost everything he's in all the way back to Space, the TV show in the beginning. I have a limited exposure, but Mm -hmm. everything I've seen him in is fantastic. He's just beyond brilliant. And I loved him in the first movie, especially... Mm-hmm. The first Star Trek, because he just his character yeah. is the comic he, relief. Yeah, and he even in the second one yeah. when when he's drinking in the bar. Yeah, and with this little guy, <laughs> what is that? It's so does it ever say anything? I don't think so. But he does I call. Don't think so doesn't he call him like Tic Tac guys or something or somewhere? Yeah. Some he's, somebody he calls, calls him something funny. Yeah. Oh, he's brilliant. You can eat a bean. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, what was it? My favorite. One of my favorite lines in the new one. Was he's like James Tiberius, Tiberius, perfect hair. Yes. He calls him James Tiberius, Tiberius perfect, perfect hair. hair. And then he's like, did you hear that? I called him perfect hair. <laughs> and it's See, so great. Um, my only, and like, it's not a casting thing. Cause I think Chris Pine does a great job as Captain Kirk. Mm-hmm. I don't get just as a personal opinion, the whole hoopla about him being an attractive man. You don't I, think he's attractive? I was talking to Chris about this. Okay. He looks like a duck. <laughs> he has a weird upper lip. Oh my gosh, I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. Because I was going <laughs> to say that. And like, I think he's a fantastic actor. Mm-hmm. I think he's an awesome Kirk. But he looks like a duck. Like when he gets beat up in the first one, I was like, wow, they did such a good job of swelling his upper lip. And then I realized that's just his lip. 
Yeah. I mean, I think he's he's a he's a good-looking guy. He has beautiful eyes. He does. But compared to like the rest of the cast, he's obviously on the bottom of attractive men. Yeah, especially when you go into the second one with Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch. The, and <sighs> may I just say, I know you're all on your Ooh, he's dreamy kick. He is a phenomenal villain. Oh my gosh, yes. He took the character of Khan, who is mm. a maniacal, cold, terrifying mm-hmm. entity of a soulless man, and he rocked it. And you can see almost the transition from where you you feel bad for him, and then you see it when he takes over the ship, and he's like, I will walk over your cold, dead bodies. And then all of a sudden, you're like, wow, he really is awful. Yeah. And it, you see it in his hair. Yeah. The only... <laughs> No, you do because his hair is so slick, and that was such a brilliant move on the like mm-hmm. hair people. Because then he's he was all put together, and, then, yeah. and he's he's charming yeah. you, and then, and then it's then, everywhere, and he's just I like him better everywhere. Oh yeah, I'm um, not gonna lie, I like him better everywhere too. Everywhere, <laughs> all over, up and down, all the time. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch. Now I found this interesting going back to my conversation with uh, Mr. Clump. Should I do it in my impression of Chris? Yes, please. Murr! <laughs> with the beard. Chris, I didn't know you were... Co- oh. I didn't realize. I was confused. I wasn't looking, and then I heard... I thought Chris was here. Wow. Yeah, he did an okay job, but he's not the right ethnicity. What? <laughs> yes. Oh, he's, he's, he's used to, what, Ricardo Montalban? Well, Ricardo, yeah. But, um... You want him to be swarthy in some way? <laughs> well, Khan is supposed to be... Indian. Mm. Okay. Like from India? Yeah. He he's supposed to be ethnic. He's supposed to have the mm. olive skin and all that stuff. Wow, like, he is the opposite of olive skin. Yeah, he's like so. this pasty British man. He's like translucent. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's, you shine a yeah, light yeah, on him and it reflects. <laughs> it, it looks like he's supposed to be Indian. Yeah. His last name yeah. Sin- Singh. Sing. Yeah, he's, he's supposed really to be long white sing. hair, and he's all yeah. So he's much more intimidating when you look at him. I yeah. think. And you know, Ricardo Montalban's chest. Yeah, that was. I think that was actually cast as a separate. That's a separate actor. <laughs> just plays his chest. But um, that that I love. This is one of the things I love and hate about Chris is that he will look at something and be like, you know what, Cumberbatch hit that out of the park. Mm. He was amazing. He was terrifying. He actually gave me chills. Mm-hmm. But he's not Indian. <laughs> It, sh- it, it okay. should be noted to Chris that that you could at least m- maybe go down the avenue of like you know Britain occupied India for a long time, so like mm. it's, it's very feasible that he Was could it? be yeah. Indian and he could have yeah. been, and been born in a right. basement in India, born, yeah. so he never saw the sun, right. and that's mm-hmm. why he's so pasty. <laughs> he was in a cryo tube for like a hundred years, right? I'm yeah, sure they you get don't kind have, of. It's not a tanning bed. Yeah, it's, it may look like a tanning bed, but it's not. Oh, I'm sure it's cold in there. So, um, that was another thing I want to talk about. Oh, uh, McCoy's one-liners. Oh my god, were probably one of my favorite parts of that movie. Mm. He was. I love when he actually <laughs> someone actually said, "I think it's Kirk." So yeah, enough with the metaphors. <laughs> and that's an order. Yeah, and he says, "Oh, what is my favorite?" He's like, "What is wrong with your um, corn-fed mind?" He's like, get it out of your corn-fed mind. Yes. I'm like, what do you feed your mind with corn? <laughs> I just imagine oh, I him like at the replicator being like, I would like an ear of corn, please. And then you, nom, 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 nom. I would like another ear of corn, please. Nom, 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 nom. And like, that's all he eats. It's just corn. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. I love Carl Urban though. He delivers the lines so seriously. Yeah. He, and that's what's so fantastic. He is actually, I was listening to the Dread episode and Chris mm. kind of put it in a really good way in that he is the king of one-liners. He is. He's fantastic at them. Oh my gosh. I loved Dread because all you saw was his mouth. He just acted with his mouth and that's so it like. It's a nice mouth. It is a nice mouth. He whispering <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> I love how you pull up his page and there's like this big picture of Car- Carl Urban at the top and I just see. feel like Parker sitting over there looking at his mouth now. Let me see. It's a nice mouth. I didn't know Carl Urban was in Xena and Hercules. Really? Yeah, apparently he's, well, now he's we have multiple that. characters. Julius Caesar and Cupid. And then uh, he Cupid, played, I can understand. He plays. Uh, Is he yeah, just walking around in like a diaper? Mm. I don't know. It looks like he's only in two Hercules episodes, but then he's in like 12 or 15 some Xena Warrior Princess I haven't watched episodes. Xena in years. I gotta yeah. start watching that again. <laughs> really? Is that on Netflix? <laughs> I loved that really? show. Shut I mean, up. Right, but doesn't it have its time? Like, it's like, hey, and then you never watch it again. I don't know. I, I watched Gem and the Holograms up? the other day. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for some rainbow bright coming up here. Oh, get up. It's time for. Now I'm done. <laughs> get up. It's time for. Wake up, nothing. you sleepy head. Get up. Get out. Of oh, man. I loved rainbow bed. bright. Anyways, so Star Trek. <laughs> what's your rainbow rating? bright is part of Star Trek? Yeah. What's your, uh, what's your, what's your rating? I feel like that's we right. can't. They, they always rate they them do. in fun, silly ways. Yeah. Oh. So you d- we do like, if, if it was, say, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, we would name it like five disembodied arms out of ten. You know? Oh. So that's I, a really low rating. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like it's for the remake. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I feel like we're going to be biased, though, because we just. Uh, I will it, give it. The ratings don't matter. <laughs> As we always <laughs> say, like they they just are a way for us. Oh, to actually, you know something that talk. I because I wrote notes and I left my notebook at home. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of my things with this movie, I am as my professional job a designer. I'm a graphic mm. and web designer, and the pure beauty of mm. the visuals at the beginning, the pure visual on the alien planet. Of these mm. vivid oh, red trees <gasps> and this red dirt, oh and then these pure white natives with this vivid with the yellow blue ocean, the that blue ocean, so and their gray drab, you know, disguises, eyes, the black eyes. It was just so stunning. And I think I feel like those actors did such a good job conveying emotion with so much makeup on, yeah, and such primitive like, yeah, they were just they had so little to work with, mm-hmm. and they did such a great job. Oh my gosh! Okay, gorgeous. So, so you're pro only all white beings. That's <laughs> what I'm hearing. That's yeah, my takeaway from that. Yeah, <laughs> okay. which white. probably would explain why Benedict Cumberbatch is so attractive. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Yes. Okay, fair I enough. would give this movie. 10 out of 10 shuttlecrafts. I would give Zachary Quinto's butt 10 (laughs) out of 10. (laughs) Just his butt. When he's running, y'all know it. Y'all looked at it. When he's running, it's Parker has it on his (laughs) desktop. It's my... my Perfect, and I I can't come up with anything clever, so I'll just give it some stars and some drool. (laughs) Um, Well, when he is beating the crap out of Khan... Uh, down on the planet. Yeah, that's that's like shocking. I'm pretty sure that's a dream I had once. Were you con? 
you, you're <laughs> oh, no, I was watching. Up by Zachary. Oh, I was okay. watching uh, him and Khan. But um, hey. yeah, just playing. Different strokes for different folks. No, in all seriousness, this movie fantastic, fantastic. All right, sounds good. <laughs> That was the most direct <laughs> episode ever recorded. <laughs> ever. This is well, a great movie. Here's all the reasons we loved it. That is all. Oh, we could keep going, probably. I'm sure no, there No, that's are. good. Yeah, no, that's, that's perfect length. I think I you don't want to hear more Zachary about Quinto's, Rainbow, right? Zachary Quinto's uh, butt. Maybe some Care Bears? Mm. That ass. Zachary Quinto holding are a Are talking about Rainbow Bright when you say that? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you know. You don't know what kind of badonkadonks underneath <laughs> that little mini skirt. Fair enough. She hides it. <laughs> she, she's all twerking in the club <laughs> with the little fluffy things. Yes. <laughs> Strobe lights going. <laughs> <laughs>